Welcome to Behind the Story, where we discover the story behind your favourite stories. My name's Lisa Renee. I'm from the Collaborative Press, and I'm also a contemporary romance author of the rom-com series, Fake Identity at Stake. And I'm Naomi Craig, author of historical fiction, Rahab's Courage. Uh, we had a great pre-recorded interview with Summer Dowell today. We had learned lots of good tips. Um, but before we get into that, Lisa, tell me what you're working on right now. By the time this video goes live, I'll have the pre-order up for the anthology Love, Faith and Tender Kisses. Uh, we've got a group of authors, some Australian from the US and UK. And I'm finally, um, now it's February here in Australia, the kids have gone back to school. So I'm writing my third in the rom-com series. So that's going to be fun. It's best friends to lovers and uh, just creating some really awkward moments for my characters and because you've got to do that wrong com just make it even more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mrs. Baxter show up? Oh yes, I'm gonna put her back okay. in. And and there'll be an announcement, like just an update of the other couples that are married, and there's gonna be some some cool things going on with them. So that'll be a lot of fun. What about you, Naomi? I'm looking forward to your Christmas novella uh, to be editing that soon. Anything else that you've got going? Now I'm working on the pre-order short story for um, Ezekiel's song. And this one actually covers the book of Habakkuk. He was an earlier contemporary of Ezekiel and Jeremiah and stuff like that. He was a few years before. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, it's pretty interesting because in the Bible, it says at the very last part, Hugh composed a song for the chief musician. Um, and maybe you remember, but from Ezekiel's song, um, my my female main character, her father was actually the chief musician prior to the book. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Um, so that'll be the tie-in. But it's interesting because his vision of God, um, he sees God coming from like this, the same mountain that Moses saw God from like around Sinai, that time of era. So it's like, what is a, what is a guy from Jerusalem doing way down south in the Arabian Peninsula. So I've been looking into like the incense route um, that was in existence since like three or um, about 800 BC to about 280. And that would be like the Queen of Sheba came from that area and frankincense and myrrh you can get at the very bottom of the Arabian Peninsula. And I'm just gonna tell you, um, something that is like life-changing about uh, modern day Yemen and that you need to look this up. It's um, camel jumping, camel jumping in Yemen and it's going to change your life. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all these interesting things that you find out for us, Nomi, and you do all the research and I just get to enjoy and read it. So uh, thank you very much. I don't think the camel jumping is going to make it in, unfortunately. I think it's probably a little bit more modern, but it was fun for me to, to look at. Well, <laughs> they line up the camels side by side. And then there's like a packed uh, ramp, a dirt of ramp, a ramp of dirt. And like these men will just jump over the camels. Like <laughs> that's their national sport or something. It's pretty fun. <laughs> well, I guess they didn't have dirt bikes and uh, smash up cars back then. So Extreme sports, yeah, camel camel jumping. That sounds great. Okay, well, we're going to bring on our guest today, Summer Dow, 
she's your best reading buddy that you've never actually met who's obsessed with romance books that make you laugh. Summer is a mum of six little ones with one on the way that make up her own personal posse. Summer turned her ability to see the human anything into a lineup of books that now inspire readers to chuckle, snicker and even laugh out loud at the embarrassing situation she puts her characters in. Summer, welcome to Behind the Story. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about you and what you write, Summer. Um, so my name's Summer, yes, I write romantic comedies. Um, I write clean romantic comedies, that's my genre. It's probably my favorite genre to read, so that's why I got into it. I love, I love just like the quick dialogue and the wit that comes with rom-coms, and it's just, I feel like I love nothing better than like a book that just makes you feel good, right? Um, so that's why I started into that genre and I just have grown to love it. Um, and I live, so I live with my husband. We've been married 13 years now. It's one of those like, no, four. anyways, it's one of those like odd years. You know, you always remember like the tens and the fifteens. I think it's about 13 years and we have six kids. We have a seventh on the way. Um, and we live in Southern California and the beach is my favorite place to be. So that's where we live here. It's, I've converted my husband. He grew up in Utah, so I converted him to love the beach as much as me. So now us and our kids, that's our, our go-to place. And um, yeah, no, I'm nothing happier than with a good book in my hand. Reading. Awesome. So uh, it's a quick drive to the beach from where, where you are? It is. We actually, ironically, we're moving here in about a week to the north of the beach. So right now we're about 15 minutes away. So our new house will be only about five minutes away. Oh, nice. Awesome, cool. So I'm excited about your series that you've got out and your latest book on schedule releases February 17th. So tell us about this particular story, what sparked it? Yeah, so on schedule is the third book in a series. Um, it's a series that kind of, it covers three friends that work in the wedding business series. Um, and so this last book is about the actual wedding planner. Her name's Avery. Um, Avery is, I don't know if you've ever, have you guys ever taken like the Enneagram personality test or heard of that? So she's like your type three. She's your like success driven, like achievement oriented. That's go getter. That's her to a T. Um, and she ends up being forced to work with this photographer that they start off a little bit rocky. They have a bad, bad first impression on each other. Um, they end up having to work together anyway. So it's just kind of going through their relationship or kind of dealing with some of her workaholic issues that, you know, as the story progresses, you kind of find out, oh, it comes from a little from her childhood and things and storyline of that one. I love it. I actually found the Enneagram really helpful. That's a really useful tool. And I've heard a lot of people use it for developing their characters. That's pretty. Yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's fun to like, even if I kind of already know what my character's gonna be, sometimes I just like to run it through that test and say, okay, so what type would this person be? Yeah. Like really pull characteristics. Yeah. And then you can kind of keep the, the truth of the character because you're like, this is typically how they're going to react in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what what started the whole wedding business series huh. to begin with? How, how'd you come up with that idea? Did you guys, did you ever seen the movie like with Jennifer Lopez, The Wedding Planner? It came out like in the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a movie you're like obsessed with as a kid. So that was this movie I was obsessed with. I don't know how many times I watched it. I was like, I need to write a series on, like, not on this, but like based on wedding planning, because I just, 
it's such a fun industry to talk about. I don't know anything about it personally. Obviously, I've never worked in it. So I took a lot of research, but that was my main, it's so silly to say, but like, I just love that movie. I love that vibe. The wedding industry is just so fun to me. So I was like, I'm gonna write a series on the wedding industry. So the three books is, the first one is about um, a cake decorator. And then the second one is about a um, florist. And then this third one is the wedding planner. They're all friends, they kind of work together. Cool. So how long have you been writing? What inspired you to start writing fiction in the first place? Um, so I have been writing, probably published, I would say four to five years. Um, I mean, writing, I probably started writing about closer to six years ago. So I have a set of twins and like when they were about one or two years old, I was getting to that point where I'm like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I need something outside of being a mom, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, I'm gonna start writing a book. I had no plans to ever publish it or do anything with it. And I actually, I didn't publish my first book. It was a, actually like a historical book. I finished that and I was like, I, I could try, I could do this. Like whatever, I could try it. And that um, kind of started the writing world. It's, as you guys know, it's like a whole world in itself writing. And yeah, I can't look back since, so yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Where, uh, where are your books set? Um, so my, this latest series is set in Orange County, California. Um, that's where I, I kind of live. Most of my books, like I'll mention the setting, but I'm usually more vague about the setting in general. Um, this one, I was a little bit more specific for the second book. Like this location need to be a little bit more specific, but Generally, my books are pretty vague. They're all in the United States, you know, but nothing like really where you tie you to a location except for this maybe last series. Cool. So um, there might be some authors out there watching and they're starting their career and they're a mom and that you're you're busy, you got little ones and pregnant and all this kind of stuff. Is uh, you've been in this for four years? Like, have you got some advice that you could give someone with having balance or how? how you work things and obviously we all growing and learning and don't have it perfect. <laughs> but you know people about well, seven kids how do you you know seven seven on the way how do you do that how do you write books you know, is there any advice you can give some author mums out there um I, I I take it very slow I feel like sometimes I don't know if you ever feel so but I feel like sometimes I'm like oh my goodness I'm falling behind because I only publish right one two books a year um, it's just not as much time to write right now but it's fine like I usually set aside an hour in the mornings. That's when I do my writing. Um, my husband kind of takes care of any kids that wake up early while I'm writing or whatnot. We kind of work that out between us. And that's pretty much it. I focus, I give myself about an hour a day. You know, sometimes I'll write at night if I'm super motivated, but I think just recognizing that this time of life, I'm just, I gotta go slow, so it's okay. And just being fine with that. Yeah, well, that's great. An hour a day is excellent, you know, <laughs> that discipline and uh you know we all have different ways of doing it but yeah two two books a, a year that's great and yeah. um you're very engaged on your instagram lots of fun um doing rom-com and you've got that personality and you're out there quirky doing like don't care and do some really <laughs> fun fun reels so anyone if you haven't seen check out summer's instagram we'll have some links in the in the show notes so um tell us a little bit about that uh you just sort of fit that in just get inspired or how do you do your social oh, media? 
Yeah, Instagram's fun. I feel like that that is probably my main actually marketing. Like I do a little bit of paid ads and things like that, but marketing wise, like I really focus on Instagram because I feel like it's worked for me in the past. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. I I try, you know, it's like any, any social media, you could get sucked on there all day if you want. But I try to limit myself like, okay, again, kind of in that morning hour, like, okay, I'll put up a post, you know, do something with it. Maybe a couple days a month, I'll like, like okay, I'm going to kind of batch some content for it. But that's just a great way to connect with readers, especially I hear the term bookstagrammers, you know, that people on Instagram that just post about books and share about books. And those people, I feel like those, those guys are gold. Like I've made some good connections there. They're just so fun. So yeah. So like do you I send said. them some paperbacks or eBooks? Like, do you contact the Instagrammers, bookstagrammers, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've I, like, I've grown very like over the years, just grow slowly. And it's like, you make connections with people and you send out my arc so my early reader copies to a bunch of bookstagrammers that I've kind of made friends with over the years and I do tons of paperbacks but I probably do 10 to 20 every book launch maybe so yeah various bookstagrammers that I think I know will share it and talk about it so that helps for sure what would you like readers to come away the saying after reading your books um kind of what I said to me I, I love it when I can make people laugh like I love it when people like love the romance part of my stories or, you know, that kind of stuff. But I just love knowing, like, I want somebody to tell me, hey, yeah, like I literally laughed out loud. Like that, it just made me feel good. I just had a good time reading this book, you know, that always makes me happy. Definitely. So you're seeing these comments. I mean, obviously people replying to your newsletter or comments on um, Instagram and that. What about your reviews? Do you actually read all of your re reviews? Do you read the bad ones as well? <laughs> I do. I do read my reviews. I usually like mentally prep myself with like a bag of like M&Ms and, you know, <laughs> no, but it's, um, sometimes it can be a little bit disheartening. Sometimes you get some, you always get some bad reviews, but I do. I, I like to read them all. You know, some people, we, we had Rachel Huck on and, um, you know, she's been in the industry for a long time, trad, and she does sort of her own thing sometimes. Um, but yeah, so it's different advice, like she might have 600 reviews, but she doesn't read her negative ones anymore. But I think when mm -hmm. um, you are growing and learning, like you've been in it for four years or whatever, sometimes, yeah, it is good just to see, yeah, was this particular book something that went off track for some of your super fans or something like that? What What's the best money you've spent as a writer? Uh, I, an editor, like hands down. And that's probably personal for me. I, I'm a terrible editor. <laughs> like. Like every comma I put in is probably in the wrong spot. I guarantee you, my poor editor, she's like, she goes, has to go through and fix all my grammatical errors. But my first, I think my first book, I didn't actually get it professionally edited because I just, I, you know, it's, it's a good chunk of money when you're first starting out. And I, I look back, I'm like, yeah, that would have, that would have been a very wise investment. Now, obviously I get all my books edited. Yeah. So that was your historical fiction that you didn't publish? Uh, it was actually my first so I started out kind of more writing, not as strong of rom-coms, more just like contemporary romances. So I have like a couple just contemporary romances under my belt. Um, but I eventually went back and had them get edited. But the first book I published was, I don't think I had initially. <laughs> cool. So you got one editor that you stick with and you just, uh, who knows you well, knows your stories. Yeah, for for grammar edits. I, I've, I've used various other edit, editors for... Um, developmental or content edits 
you know, like before, but I have one grammar. Yeah, cool. So recently, um, you, if you've done some anthologies, like some novellas, you've got, was it Love, Laughter and Happy Ever After? Were you in that one? Yes, I was in that one. Yeah, cool. A, a, just straight romantic comedy and anthology or, yeah, group of books. It was fun. It was a, it was a bunch of novellas. Uh, there was 20 of us total, but it was a fun, it was a fun little set. It was a good group of authors. Um, we had fun putting that one out. Yeah, so it was just um, available for three months and then you get your rights back sort of thing, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Publishing. So you yeah. publish it um, separately now? Um, so now I've made that novella a freebie on my website. So if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get that. My, my book was called Her Plus One. It was an office, rom office romance. And so if you sign up for a newsletter, you'll get that novella for free for me now. Now, um, how does your faith impact your writing? Obviously, you're writing sweet and clean. Um, you know, how does that affect like what your content is and how you how you have your inspiration? Um, so I'm sure you guys know the romance genre. There's a very strong, very big audience, I feel like, for like, you know, that really love a lot of a lot of uh you know description stuff with their romance and things. And so I feel like sometimes there's that pull of like, oh, if I just wrote a a little bit more racy stuff or maybe a little stronger language I could get so many more readers right um you know, and you see people other being very successful that maybe have a little different writing style than you and sometimes it's like oh that's a little frustrating but for me personally it a lot of it is faith-based it's like oh I I know I personally don't read those those um stories or books and I don't want you know I don't want to put those out I don't want my name attached to like things like that so I feel like for me my faith is Okay, what kind of what level of cleanliness would I feel comfortable writing? Um, what level of cleanliness do I want to give my readers? My books don't have any like direct faith, I guess, um, in them, but just I guess cleanliness level where there's no language, no intimate scenes, things like that. You know, you could feel comfortable with a teenager reading my books in terms of. Yeah, great. So, um, as a marketing sort of point of view, so um, what was your decision did you feel like um sweet and clean like had a a bigger market because we had we have spoken to we had an agent on um karen uh, drew is it is that a last name naomi uh karen beery karen beery sorry <laughs> so many karens out there anyway she uh, she's gone um she went into clean and wholesome and uh she's an agent and also publishing but she was saying it's a big she feels it's a bigger market do you do you have you heard that do you find that that then writing like in a subgenre Christian romance sort of thing um to sweet and clean I I think yes yeah, sweet and clean I think it's a it's a very big market for sure you get a lot of readers to there um I think honestly the hardest part is like you know that divine line it's okay sweet and clean like I feel like the terms that are used in the industry are so can, sometimes can kind of conflicting like okay sweet is that like sweet like I, I, there's just you know the, you know the terms kind of get muddled or clean or wholesome and like so sometimes I sometimes I'm like maybe I should put like faith in mind so I can you know be very strict like yes this is faith-based romance just so people understand you know what they're getting out of my books but um I think for sure this being clean as a whole reader that's a big group of readers if you can connect with them yeah, that's right. And I think there are a lot of Christian readers reading the, the Sweet and Clean and, yeah. you know, they make comments or something on their, keep their authors like, you know, 
I didn't appreciate this word and you know what we've spoken to some plain <laughs> authors you know what I mean so uh yeah I think a big market is still um Christian readers still but you know obviously you know they're already you know they can go to church if they want a sermon sort of thing they just want some clean entertainment they know it's not gonna make them cringe you know with something that pops out you know so they just want to relax and enjoy have some fun entertainment and be inspired because you can still have a really deep character arc you know what I mean um and the journey and learn something because you know we're all going through life experiences so yeah that's great so what advice would you give to someone before they started writing their first book um I wish that I had read more plotting books I think I think I wish I had been more I don't know, just like the the strategy behind writing a story a little bit more than I was. My my favorite book I, I always go back to is the To Save a Cat Writes a Novel. I feel like that's one everybody has read or uses. I just like it's a great, it's a great way to just make sure you know you know what you're getting into, what where your story's going, whether you're a, a pantser or a plotter. It's just good to know, like, okay, these are some points I want my story to hit, you know. Yeah, that's a really helpful one. I I I just use that one too. So Excellent. So as a self-published author, you know, it's hard out there with all these other books and, and you know, getting your name out there. Um, other than Instagram, what's your best marketing strategy that you've found? Um, I do a lot of uh, newsletter swaps with other, like, usually, like, romantic comedy authors or at least contemporary romance authors, just swapping newsletters. Um, I Like, Facebook groups, you know, kind of popping in and out of some of those. I do a little bit of paid advertising where I'll, you know, ads on Facebook or Amazon, which have been hit or miss for me, but a lot of it, I get a lot, my core is Instagram, and then usually newsletters, I'd say the second best for me. Yeah. So how many books have you actually got out at the moment? Um, so I have, uh, this will be my, I can't even do the math. This will be my eighth full length novel. I have a couple of novellas kind of floating yeah great well done so what do you what is your favorite part of the writing process oh my favorite part um you know it depends i i like i like plotting a story is fun for me it's fun to start out and like kind of just imagine up characters and imagine scenarios and what they're going to go through and then you get to that like middle part of writing a book and you're like this is the worst book i've ever written and then <laughs> get over that hump and you're like oh this is great this is a good book probably the middle is the hardest but I like the beginning and the end parts I feel like yeah definitely so obviously being a rom-com author you've got a good sense of humor so other than um you know having seven children nearly seven children <laughs> um, what's something quirky that our readers would be it'd be interesting for readers to know about you um I don't I, I feel like you know, I don't feel like I'm a very interesting person. I feel like we all don't think we're very interesting people. <laughs> I used to be really into calligraphy, actually. I used to work, um, before I got into books, I did calligraphy and I did a lot of um, kind of like logo design and things for companies, which I feel like I'm like, that's just like a chapter in my life. Like I totally have closed. I never do it anymore, but yeah, my life about, you know, seven, eight years ago. <laughs> so you're doing your own um, covers, aren't you? You really enjoy doing that? Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy that. I love the labor of love, I always say, because longer I should probably just hire it out because, you know, we never, you do something so much more nitpicky, but. Well, they look great. So they look professional. 
Maybe you can do them for other authors as well. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, a couple of people have asked me, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it takes me way too long. I'm, I'm too into the details. <laughs> yeah, it really is full. And I, I'm also the same. Um, and I've just um, hired someone to do a rom-com, but she's actually going to be drawing the characters, the cover. But um, yeah, I just, I love doing um, the graphics and that. But yeah, sometimes it's just easier for someone else to come up with something. And I'll probably get the uh, the files though and probably... <laughs> Just play with them <laughs> with the, maybe just the back I'll try and resist so what are you working on next what comes out after the wedding series um so I started I actually published one of them it's just gonna be like a series of shorter like novella length more like longer I guess novellas um based on holidays so I just released a Christmas one this year and I plan on doing like a fourth of July one in the summer then hopefully I'll do, I don't have to decide yet, either a Halloween or a Thanksgiving one. So I'm just trying to hit all the major holidays and kind of just a novella based on them. I feel like it's fun to read a quick holiday novella every once in a while. So I figure this next year I'll be a little bit busy with a newborn baby. So I'm trying to shoot for the, the novella length <laughs> instead of full length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I actually did a novella and um, which I really enjoyed and I used the beat sheets for the, to keep it tight. It was 16,000 words. And when I went to go and write a novel, it was like really hard to get the work. I was like 44,000. I was like, come on, I'm going to get to 50. Yeah. <laughs> like you learn how to just get the story out quicker and not mess yeah. around too much <laughs> internal dialogue. So um, what's the rough length of your novellas? Like how many words? Or? Um, the, the Christmas one, I want to say it was, it was a little bit longer. It was like 35,000 words, I want to say. So it was, you know, I, I'm sure I could have, if I really worked at it, I could have turned into a bowling novel, but I'm sure they'll all be around that 30,000 words, give or take. Yeah. So what's your goal? You're going to do Christmas, Valentine's? So, my next, so yeah, my next one will be 4th of July. Hopefully, I'm hoping to have like, yeah, one to cover most of the major holidays, like maybe a Valentine's one, a Christmas, a Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Ambitious, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, and then you like might put it in a box set or something like that, or yeah, I'll probably eventually once they all come out, put them in like a box set. Right. Yeah, well, be sure to um, like Summer on Instagram, follow her around, and um, keep in touch with what she's working on. Summer, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. This is fun. Well, remember to connect with Summer. We'll have those links in the in the show notes. But don't forget to enter the draw because uh, she's offering a copy of On Schedule to One Winner as well as her free book on her website her plus one and we also have lots of goodies for you our reader in the in the link in the description if you are into historical fiction set in bible times i've got my novella it's called on desolate heights it is about balaam and his talking donkey and i have my free novella fake engagement mistake it's a rom-com set in a small town, a Christian rom-com. And you can get that actually in the audiobook for free or the ebook from my website. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith.